Live from the Pacific Northwest, it's Portland Story Theater's Urban Tellers. Real. True. Stories. May the narrative be with you. So there's a song by Facundo Cabral called No Soy De Aquí Ni Soy De Allá. I'm neither from here nor from there. And for the longest time, I felt that that song would make a great theme song for my life. I was born in Venezuela to German parents, the fourth daughter to a family of, of four girls. And growing up in Venezuela with uh, German roots, there was always an element of otherness in my life. And so the very first time I actually realized this um, came pretty early on in my life. I must have been about four or five. And I was having a conversation with my neighbor friend, Cora Luisa, about Christmas. Christmas was around the corner. We were talking about what we were going to get. And um, she started telling me, well, you know, after El Niño Jesús, baby Jesus comes, we can get together and play with our toys. And I was like, wait a minute. Hold the presses. What do you mean, baby Jesus? Everybody knows St. Nicolaus comes at 6 o'clock in the evening on the 24th. No baby Jesus at midnight. That is just, I mean, are you going to trust a baby to bring your presents? Um, and so that's when I started realizing my normal wasn't everybody else's normal. Uh, this otherness, this, this, this difference um, of cultures uh, came, I, I was confronted with it often. My dad was the oldest son in a, in a family, in a German family, and when, when the war was over, uh, his dad was never found. He never came back from the war. And so he became the, the dad, the father figure for his family. And so when he and my mom decided to move to Venezuela, my mom had roots in Venezuela, so it was the logical choice. They considered the states, but decided, no, let's go with, with Venezuela. And uh, he left his, his siblings behind, and it was very, very hard. So after a while, he did pretty well for himself in Venezuela, and he was able to bring his siblings to come visit. And he would do that pretty much every year. We would have aunts and uncles come. And that was a time when I would always feel a little bit embarrassed by the otherness that my family displayed because it manifested itself in funny ways. So we would come, they would come, my, my aunt and uncles would come, and we would go around the country and we would show them all the, the beautiful sights that Venezuela had to offer. And we would um, always end up at our, one of our favorite beaches. And after a while, I caught on that this was going to happen. But my aunts cute aunt or not so cute uncle would go in the ocean and they would come out of the ocean and right there and then no matter how many people were around them they would rip off their wet bathing suit put it aside pull out their dry one and put it on because if you're German you know you do not keep on your wet bathing suit it's like not done because that's just calling for trouble. I mean, do you going to get sick? I don't know. It's just not done. Now, if you're Venezuelan, you may wear the smallest of bathing suits, but you do not go nude. That's just not done at all. So 
when my aunts or uncles would rip off their clothes, of course, everybody around is like turning around and staring at them. And I'm kind of caught in between cultures, so I'm like with my towel trying to cover them, you know. Um, but I'm basically mortified with the whole experience. So when I graduated from high school, I decided um, that I was going to come to the States to study. And I landed in South Carolina, um, but that's a different story for another time. And in South Carolina, of course, I had expected the feeling of otherness to be huge, right? I mean, I'm coming, culture shock, I'm coming to a different, a different country, completely different rules. Yes, I had seen how America was in the movies. South Carolina is nothing like the movies, by the way. But what I did not expect was the fact that I would actually blend in instead of stand out. So my otherness didn't show. So this was exemplified by a uh, situation where I was in a taxi, and I'm talking, you know, making small, small talk with this taxi driver. And um, he says, well, where, where are you coming from? And I go, oh, I just came back from Venezuela. He goes, oh, I have a really good friend in Minnesota. And I was like, no, no, I, I, I'm from Venezuela. And he keeps talking after a while. He's like, well, how was the weather in Minnesota? And I was like, no, I, I, I'm from South America, you know, Caracas, Venezuela. And he's like, oh, yeah, man, yeah, Minnesota is just really, really cold. And I was like, at the end of the trip, I was like, yeah, Minnesota, awesome place to be. Never been, but all right. Just like that, another time I was in Georgia, I kind of lived in the different corners of the U.S. I was in Georgia, and I'm in Taco Bell, and behind me come in two Army Rangers, and they are talking in Spanish to each other, and they are sort of evaluating all the women around. Hmm. So they start talking, and they eventually start talking about me, and they're like, well, how about that one? Well, she's not too bad, you know, all this in Spanish, right? And I'm just like, my ears are like this big, listening. And this was really a delicious time, a delicious moment. I was like, okay. So at the end of the whole thing, I get my order, I turn around, and I'm like, you know, I'm going to take what you said as a compliment. And they were just like mortified, you know, they're just red. And, and so, but anyway, same deal, right? They, nobody, people will compliment me on my Spanish. I'm like, no, compliment me on my English because my Spanish, not so much. Or, you know, I, I stopped saying I was from Venezuela. I started saying I'm from South America, and I figured, well, they can inquire or if they're interested. Lots of times people think I'm from Argentina because, of course, if you have any German blood, you ended up in Argentina. I know. My, my name is Eva, maybe Evita Peron. I don't know. But anyway, so that's sort of been the theme in my life is this whole, um, you know, judging a book by its cover. My cover doesn't really match the book, but what can you do? So eventually I end up in Portland. And in Portland, I finally found a place where it was time to revisit my, my theme song. And the reason this happened is because of uh, a number of things. One thing Lawrence and Lynn mentioned, 
Miracle Theater. I found a place where I had a creative outlet where I wasn't questioned. I didn't have to explain myself. They had, they had no problem with a, a white Latina. No big deal. I did dye my hair in a few, but mostly because of me. And then sometimes I would have to, like, exaggerate the accent, you know. I would if, try to talk like this, you know, because I want to live in America. <laughs> but the other thing that really helped me um, start to feel like, the, like Portland was home was uh, this job that I got. I, I started working at a, at a school that had a bilingual program out on East County. And in the school, the families I could really relate to because the minute I would talk to them in Spanish, again, color disappeared. It didn't matter. They, I was one of them. They recognized me. I did not have to explain myself again. And also, the staff at this school they were kindred spirits. I mean, they were all about social justice and, and working for the, the equity that, that these families were not getting. What, what dawned on me, too, when working with these Latino families was that they had the otherness and the standout component that I didn't. I had the otherness, but I blended in. And nowadays, we call that white privilege, right? I mean, people see me, and they will judge me by the color of my skin. They will not look farther. And so I had that white privilege, and the, the color of my skin masked what was really the, the, the true nature of, of my being. And so I also, that got me into working, you know, and thinking more about social justice and all those things that, that are associated with that. The last thing that really made me feel like maybe Portland was the place where my stunted roots would start to grow again was I had kids. I had two daughters, and they're Oregonians. When they're gone, they miss the rain. They miss hiking and seeing the wilderness of Oregon. And I decided, you know, they're from here. I'm from here. I'm cool with that. Plus, I also decided, you know, every place is determined by the people that are there at the present. And I'm part of the present of, of Portland. And so I'm ready to change my song. I think I'm going to go from... No era de aquí, no era de allá, pero ahora soy de Portland. I wasn't from here, I wasn't from there, but now I'm from Portland. <laughs>